Welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have Heather Gobey with me. Thanks for coming on my show, Heather. Thank you. I'm excited about the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you currently residing? How old are you? How many years have you been in your industry? That sort of thing. Uh, I'm 46 years old, and I live in a community about 25 miles south of Portland uh, in between uh, Canby and Oregon City in a somewhat rural area. And I um, own and operate Western Display Fireworks, and I'm the fourth generation of our family to do so. Wow. Okay, so it's it's definitely a family business. It's, you know, you, you've probably been messed around in it since you were young. Absolutely, yes. Okay, and what is it exactly that your guys' business that your that your business does? Um, what we do is we actually provide um, full service pyrotechnic um, productions. So whether it be a wedding or a fireworks uh, show at the end of a baseball game, or something as 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 big as uh, the Seattle Seafair Summer Fourth. We, um, we produce those, those types of events, and uh, we do all the design, the insurance, the permitting, uh, provide the, the labor and, um, and the transportation. And so um, a client can make one call, and we basically, whether it be, a, like I said, a small private event or something, um, the scale of, of Seafair, we, um, we, we produce it start to finish. Okay, cool. And so, um, you know, this may sound a little bit naive because I don't know a whole lot about um, about the business. But when you're doing that, are you also are you purchasing the fireworks, or are you guys also creating the fireworks where you're at? Um, we actually um, purchase all the fireworks. There's a, there's very few fireworks manufacturers left in in the United States for a, uh, an abundance of reasons. But you no, know, we we purchase the fireworks and then we uh, design the the productions and then package them or or in a lot of cases computer choreograph them and then send out fully packaged. Um, productions. Okay. And so what, what are, are you guys, um, would the job titlings be like pyrotechnics? Is that what you guys are considered? Yeah, our, our company would be considered a, a display fireworks company. And that means that we do the, the public displays. Um, the other side of the fireworks industry is consumer fireworks. And those are the companies that sell to the general public for their own use. And ours is, is more of a, a professional grade of fireworks that's only handled by licensed professionals. Okay. And so give us a little bit of a background because you're fourth generation. I'm sure you guys got a lot of history going on with this. And and it's very unique what you do. What What's the story kind of behind this? Um, the story is uh, my great-grandparents founded the business in 1948, and they were farmers in the Camby area, and um, they used to their primary um, crop was medicinal herbs, which they would export to China. And so their, their two main, um, two main herbs they grew were ginseng and golden seal. And so they would import, export these uh, crops to China. And one year um, their, their Chinese um, customer suggested, I don't know if it was out of need or just it, it was something that they, um, they thought was a, a good idea. And so they suggested trading fireworks for a portion of the monies that were owed to my great grandparents. And so that year they took fireworks in trade and that's where the, the business, the business started. And then it's grown from there. Okay. That's, that's very cool. That's, that's a very, um, 
interesting um, little factoid for you. So that's, um, how was it growing up? Did you know you were kind of being groomed to take over the business or was it something that came later in life where you decided to do that? Um, I guess I always knew that this is probably where I would end up. It's the business has actually been passed down through the, the women in the family. So it was um, my great grandparents that founded it. And then it was their daughter, my, um, my grandmother, Patricia White, that her and her husband took it over. And then my mother um, and my father then took it over. And then now, now me. So it's, it's come down through the women in the family. And it was just my sister and I, and she didn't have any real interest in the, in the business. And so I kind of always knew that if it was going to continue, which I felt very committed to that, um, that, that it would kind of be my destiny eventually. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so, I'm assuming for you, since it was a fa- since it's a family business, you wouldn't need a degree for it. But let's kind of look at like the people you employ. When you're talking about people dealing with large displays, or is there any sort of schooling or training that's necessary to for those employees? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's really kind of two paths, and the the first path is the the path to being a licensed pyrotechnician. And so every state, or virtually every state, has some sort of requirement of schooling and experience and oftentimes letters of recommendation that they require that an individual have to, in order to be a licensed pyrotechnician and operate a show. And then um, there's another level of, of um, criteria that's actually oftentimes experience. And so perhaps maybe you're a licensed pyrotechnician, but then you need a, a bunch of on-the-job training to get to the point where you're you're running a, a complex computer show. And so we, we kind of handle both those things. We do the licensing training. And then in addition to that, through um, through experience and opportunities to work on shows, we, we provide people with those um, opportunities to, to learn and kind of get to the highest threshold of what they're interested in doing. And for some people it's um, shooting their, you know, their small 4th of July show for their community in in rural Eastern Oregon, for other people, they're very interested in the technology and they are interested in, you know, being involved in some of the largest displays in the United States. And so then they, they kind of come up through the ranks and, and get to the point where they're running some of our large computer um, choreographed displays. Okay. And so this kind of sounds a little bit naive because I ha- I have never done it. I mean, I've viewed them and they're beautiful, but I have never even been close to backstage for these types of things. So it's all essentially programming. It's all, com- it's all computer oriented now. Um, for the most part, there's, there's really um, three different levels of, of automation in the displays or, or technology. Um, on the 4th of July, there's still a number of communities that still rely on hand-fired displays. And basically it's their local fire department or people that we've trained that go out and they um, put an individual mortar that each one of the shells goes in and they, they fire them basically using a highway flare. And, um, so there are small communities all over, you know, all over the country, basically, that still employ that um, that means of of firing their their fireworks displays. And on the night of the Fourth of July, the the um, the firing systems are at such a um, a premium that they have to kind of be um, relegated to some of the the bigger shows. So these smaller shows that that allows them to still have fireworks without tying up a, a 
uh, firing system that might be worth twice as much as the you know the total cost of their display. So that's one level of display. And the next is electrically fired displays where there uh, is an item called an E-match that's attached to each shell and there's an electrical firing panel and the technician will, they're not uh, manually igniting the shows, but they're flipping these switches on the panel and that's what's causing the shells to, um, to fire. And they're, you know, oftentimes, you know, hundred plus feet away when these items are going off. And then the uppermost level are the computer choreographed shows, and that's where they're all, you know, choreographed to the one one hundredth of a second, and uh, uh, basically designed by computer, and then and then fired by by computer. That's amazing. I mean, and to think that your fourth generation, how much it has changed in four generations for fireworks, right? I'm sure that's pretty outstanding. Yeah, you know what's interesting is a lot of the tech, a lot of the the techniques and the the production um, of the items themselves ha- hasn't changed as dramatically as the, the the technology used to design the shows and, and fire them. Yeah, crazy. So if somebody's looking, since this is so unique, what if somebody's looking to get into this? What's a good starting point for them to begin at? You know, we have so many people that when they do get involved, they're like you know, where have you been my whole life? You know, I love fireworks. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have an opportunity to do it, you know, professionally or, you know, at least, you know, a couple times a year professionally. And um, so the process is that we have, you know, we have a website that people can go to and they can learn a little bit about our company. And there's also a bunch of information about training classes that we do. And we, we do a series of training classes each year. And so um, an individual can contact us and kind of learn about how the whole process works. And then a really good first step is to come to that training class and learn about the industry. And then from there, we integrate them and some of the crews with our more experienced people and kind of get them um, involved in that way. And then usually they, you know, they are a part of a crew for, you know, one or several years and then um, go about getting their license and then oftentimes are responsible for doing their own show. So that's kind of the path. Okay. And so we, you kind of have twofold here, right? Because you're a business owner and you're a business owner in a unique industry. So if you're talking about personality traits, what are the personality traits to both be an owner in this industry and the personality traits you look for in employees in this industry? Um, I guess to start with the employees, um, there's the ability to, to, to um, handle pressure and um, make good decisions under pressure um, in, some of the events that we're involved in are extremely, extremely high profile and they're, you know, watched by uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. And so having kind of the presence of mind to, to conduct themselves, um, in in that, in that realm is, is, is very important. Um, and the ability to, to, to multitask and, uh, handle a lot of things simultaneously. You know, we do about 70% of our total annual business on one night of the year. And so um, being able to kind of project and plan um, for that one night and then help orchestrate that one night is, is really, is really, really important. And I would say probably those traits are, are very similar to what it takes to, to run this business uh, as well. 
and and just probably at a at a little bit higher level where you're dealing with even even more unknowns and, and even more pressure. But it, it's kind of the, the same thing whether whether you're running the business or running you know one one large show. Sure. And so I, this is kind of an um, a side question, but as being um, you know an inheritance to a business of four generations of your family, well, have you had to do any like morphing of the business since you've taken over to kind of channel it into um, the current century, or is it kind of run the same way and it's just kind of you know easy flowing in that you know in this in the foundation of it or have you had to make a bunch of arrangements you know i think the change has been uh, there's definitely been changes and there's definitely been a metamorphosis but it's it's been a, a gra- i would say somewhat of a gradual process when my parents you know from my grandparents to my great grandparents, there were certainly changes. And then there were some significant changes from my grandparents to my parents where that's when the electrical firing had, had started. And then the real threshold of the computer firing. And then um, in, with respect to what we're doing now, the, um, the technology and being on the cutting edge of that, we have some firing systems that we've invested in. They're the best of the best of the best of the best in the world. Um, they're, you know, what's used to fire the Olympics and, and the most prestigious competition shows in the United States. And that's what we use for uh, the Seattle Seafair summer 4th. Um, in, in addition, I think that as um, the world changes and, um, we run into, you know, geopolitical issues with production in China and things like that, that they're um, just being, being aware of those things is very important. And, and lastly, you know, we've really made, and this is, I think probably been my um, thumbprint on the business so far is we've reached out to some of the, the premier fireworks companies in the world. And we've gone to the international symposiums and these international competitions and really tried to draw the best of, of what's available um, worldwide and, and apply that to our shows here in the Pacific Northwest. Very cool. That I mean, it's just amazing to listen to because it's. I don't think people ever really think about what goes into it. Um, you know, you see fireworks and no one thinks, oh, I can do this professionally, but it's absolutely true that you can. Um, so what, what is the part of your personality? What's the one thing that you think, um, has lended well to this business? Uh, I think my appreciation for fireworks as an art form, I have always been interested in art and architecture and, and, um, you know, never really, uh, done anything professionally or probably even had the, um, the, the talent to do those things, professionally, but just always had, you know, had, had a, a, a real appreciation for excellence in those areas. And so um, being able to appreciate fireworks as, as an art form and, and, and see that in what we do and see that in uh, what our suppliers and some, uh, what some of our colleagues in the industry do that I think that that's probably one of the, the main things that, um, lends me lends my skills to this business yeah and do you do you guys get to like help design the actual shows i'm assuming you would but i mean there's not like a template right you guys design all the ways that the fireworks go about 
Yeah, every single show um, from the smallest to the largest is custom designed for the venue and the budget. And then when you get into some some of our larger computer choreographed shows, the uh, client will provide a uh, musical program and then we develop a fireworks program um, to uh, be choreographed to that to that musical program. So it's very I mean, this is your art. This is very much your art. Um, so what, what are some personality traits on the other side of it that you think might not, what, what's the one personality trait you think is not going to lend well to this business? Um, I tend to worry about everything and try to forecast and control and, um, solve problems before they exist. And in some ways that's you know, that's served me well in this business, but there are so many factors in play that are completely out of our control that you can take that to an extreme where you make yourself crazy. And, and sometimes I, sometimes I tend to, uh, to take it to that extreme. Sure. And so I'm assuming you guys are at the top of the ladder when it talks about fireworks, since you guys do such large, um, events, is there, is there a step higher or there steps lower that maybe people can start, start out at? Uh, you know, with with respect to what we do, if somebody was interested in being involved in fireworks, we do everything from, you know, like this, like I said, the smallest community, most entry level shows. And so we can find a home for whatever a, a person's aptitudes and interests and, and experience level. So um, with respect to somebody wanting to be involved with our company, we certainly have, you know, the opportunity for um all different walks of life and, and um, interest levels to be involved in what we do. Um, as far as fireworks companies in general, um, there, there are a few just, you know, very, very, very large companies within the United States that do things worldwide. And we're, you know, we're not quite in that stratosphere. And then there's another level of companies that are regional and, you know, and and do an excellent job within their region, but just have chosen not to reach out, you know, too much further. And then, and then there's a whole bunch of smaller companies that oftentimes are kind of operating, operating under the radar. And they a lot of times are kind of, they start up and they go away and, and they start up again with a different person. And so that's kind of, you know, that's the kind of the other element of the, of the business. But I, I would say, you know, we're, we're kind of in that just below the highest stratosphere and, and we're really proud of the, the job we do here, here regionally. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, what's the job market like for pyrotechnics? Is it, I mean, is it like, is there ample opportunity? Are you guys struggling to find people interested or is there so many people interested that you don't have enough jobs or what does it kind of look like? You know, we, we have a handful of of full-time employees and um, those are oftentimes people that started as pyrotechnicians. Some of them are family members, that sort of thing. And, and they, they work here full-time and they're a part of all the, uh, the processes that a lot of times in the background aren't real glamorous to um to execute these displays and then um the other you know the other main job title is the pyrotechnicians and we're always looking for people to be a part of these displays and what we find is i 
that most people just don't, you know, they don't even know the opportunity exists or they don't know how to get started. And, you know, pyrotechnics is a, a job that you know, are just a very, very small handful of people do full time. But we have so many people that do it part time and, and it's, it's one of the things they're, they're most proud of. And, and you look at our pyrotechnicians Facebook pages and they may do one show a year, but you know, all their pictures on their um, profile or them doing their fireworks show or them with fireworks in the background, it really becomes a, a big part of who they are. And I think what they're, you know, what they're proud of about what they do. Okay. So uh, which I mean, what are the, would that be one of the drawbacks? I mean, is it, is it more of a part-time gig for a lot of people and that's kind of where it just, that's where it sits? Yeah. It, it, for the vast, vast majority of people, it's something they do once, maybe twice a year. And, um, and so that, you know, I would say that, you know, 90, 5% 5% of our, our pyrotechnicians do do one or two shows a year. And then we have kind of another threshold of people that, that drive for us and maybe do multiple shows. But it, especially in this, um, in this market, you know, due to weather and a bunch of other factors, mm-hmm. um, there, there's kind of a, a window of, of opportunity. And, and it's something that's, that's more, a, you know, one or two day a year um, fun thing to do. Okay. And so when you do those one, one to two days, is it, is it like a paid thing or is it a volunteer thing? Is it, um, you know, what, what, what does that kind of look like? Uh, all of our prior technicians are paid. Um, they're all W2 employees and they, you know, they work for our company as employees. So they're covered under workers' compensation. And so everybody's compensated. Um, you know, it's, it, nobody gets wildly wealthy doing it. It's, you know, like I said, it's a one time, one or two day a year, um, event. And then oftentimes we provide, you know, lodging, we provide, um, monies that people like a per diem where people can, um, you know, go get picnic food for their crew or their family. And, and we have a lot of families and groups of friends that kind of do this as, um, you know, they work hard to set up the show, but then they, they make it fun. They have a barbecue or a picnic and they all hang out together and then, and then do the fireworks show. So it's, it's become a lot of a big tradition for a, a lot of people. Okay. So if, if, if you are looking to become full time or at least try this out to see what it looks like, there are the opportunities to kind of step your feet in, try it out, you know, do it for the one or two day shows and then see if it's really something you want to pursue to try to get those very coveted full time positions. Yeah, it. I would say, you know, that it, it, there's always an opportunity to, to come to one of our classes there. We put those on free of charge and usually the first two weekends in March. And that usually gives people kind of an insight into the industry. And if after that they're still interested, then they can take part in a, a display. And, and usually um, nine out of 10 people, they are involved in one display and they absolutely love it. They're hooked and they, um, you know, they do it for years and years. And then there's one out of 10 where we're like, wow, this is a little intense for me. I don't know if I want to do this or this is, a, or this is, you know, really hard work. Um, and so, you know, they'll, they'll opt not to be involved and just want to go be a spectator. But, uh, the vast majority of people, once they're involved, once they're, they're hooked. Okay. And, but this is something that is full-time for you as the owner of the business. You're running it full-time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's year round, (laughs) year round, full-time. And then, 
Okay, so it, it is a possibility. It's just more the 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 opportunities tighten the more um, towards full time you want to get. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, what has been the worst day of your career thus far? Um, you know, I can't. I can't really think of one worst day. I would say. The 4th of July every year is the best of times and the worst of times all in, <laughs> in, in one day. And it's a culmination of a year of, of work. And, you know, you just care so deeply about mm-hmm. every single one of our clients. We're doing close to 200 shows that night and you're exhausted. And uh, all you, on one hand, you know, you just want it to be over. And then on the other hand, you know, you, you want to really kind of revel in each one of the shows going off and going off successfully. So I would say that, you know, really every year that the the 4th of July is the best and worst all in one. Okay. Okay. And so what are some of the benefits of doing this either full-time or part-time? There have been so many occasions and I have to remind myself of this, um, just so I can make sure I continue to appreciate it, that we've been in some of the most beautiful locations in, you know, in the, in the Northwest and some of the most amazing, had some of the most amazing experiences. And, and so I really try to always be aware of that. You know, we do, we do several shows out in the San Juan islands and we did a private party out in the San Juan islands and rode this landing craft from Anacortes out to Roche Harbor and all the way out there, you know, we're weaving through the San Juans and we're, you know, seeing all kinds of wildlife and it was just, you know, it was this wonderful experience. And then, you know, we shot this display and then that evening, you know, all, you know, stayed in, uh, Friday Harbor there and had a lovely dinner and a nice time together. And, and so, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of experiences like that, that I can point to where you're, you know, involved in these incredible sporting events or at these, you know, wonderful venues or just, you know, you name it. And we're very, very fortunate to, to be able to, to be a part of these great events and, and be a part of these, you know, these beautiful places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would imagine that you have been um, present at a lot of great things that a lot of people don't get to see. Um, So for you as an owner in this business, is there a lot of competition? Um, We're very, very fortunate that after, you know, the the history and the track record that we have, we have an amazing, amazing client base that many of them we've been doing business with, you know, back to my grandparents or great grandparents. And so um, in some regards, there's a lot of competition there. There's kind of certain accounts that tend to, you know, maybe, you know, change companies or go elsewhere every once in a while. But uh, for the most part, our, um, the foundation of our business is, is built around these, these um, longtime customers and, and they, I, they're 100% committed to, to us as we are to them. Okay. Okay. And so what would you say it is that you love most about what you do? 
the, you know, uh, as I mentioned previously, the, you know, the artistic aspects of it and getting to, to design the shows and be a part of that creative process. And then I would say the other part is you see the joy that these displays bring to people. And, um, you know, we've, we've been involved in, in shows that we've donated to make a wish and some other, um, charitable organizations. And, and you see that, um, the, the good that can come of, of what we do and, and the joy it can bring to people, you know, anywhere from, you know, your, your normal 4th of July show and what that means to so many communities all the way down to, to those types of events which, that we've had the honor to be a part of. And, and, um, and so I would just say that the response of the audience and, and, um, the, the way, the way people respond is, is probably the most meaningful part to me. Yeah, absolutely. And so at, at, kind of out towards the beginning of our conversation, you talked about how um, you you have a sister and she wasn't really into the job. So what what kind of made you say, I, I think this is it. This is this is going to be for me. I guess I was always drawn to the business and and kind of the entrepreneurial aspect of it. And uh, I've also I was very, very close to my um, grandmother and she loved the business. And um, I just felt very committed to continue it in, in her memory as well. Okay. So it, it, part of, part of running a family business, I would assume is the history, right? So there's a lot of pride there that kind of propels you. So it's not just the love of your job, but it's also the love of your family and the history that they provided you. Absolutely. I would say pride and pressure because you, you know, you just don't, you don't, you know, you don't take it lightly and you realize that, you know, you don't, after, after almost 75 years, you don't want to be the one to, to mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can imagine. I mean, that would be the difference between, um, starting something fresh and taking something on, right? Because exactly, I mean, you, you, they both have their own consequences of whatever happens. But I mean, you do have you have a legacy, right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, and so have you had other jobs beside this one? And if so, what one would you say prepared you most to be the owner of this job? Um, I worked here and I worked in various aspects of the business up until I was about 22 years old. And then um, my parents were still quite young and, and uh, I decided to, to pursue other things and, and kind of give them some space and give myself some space to develop a career of my own. So I worked in um, real estate development and was in project management product project management for a uh, local real estate developer here in the Portland, Vancouver area and did that for a number of years. And, uh, I would say that that, that prepared me, um, in, in, in many ways to run this business, that the magnitude of some of the projects we were doing and the, the, the pressure to perform and, and having to, you know, as a project manager, multitask and be involved in everything from the, the condominium, the legal aspects of the condominium documents to the choosing the finishes on the, you know, one of the, the, the homes to, you know, the marketing efforts. And so that, that job was really very, very multifaceted. And so it, it did in, in many regards prepare me for this. Okay. And so currently does, do you have any expansion plans for your business or, and how are you looking to move towards those? <clears throat> 
we we grow um, we grow a little bit every year, and um, my main goal in in operating this business is to continue to constantly improve the, our service and our displays that we provide to our current customers. You know, the if we were if we were going to make a major uh, expansion there, you know, we could move into California or other States, but, you know, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with, um, with how our business is now. And there's, and we, like I said, we, we have the opportunity to grow and, and develop more off season business and things every year. But at, at this point, anyway, we, we just really want to focus on continuing to pr- improve what, what we're doing here regionally. Sure. And, you know, by taking the customer base that you've had for so long, it's important to keep providing them, you know, the best that you can, right? So I can understand that being a focus. Um, you hear, you know, you hear um, stories, you know, in our industry, you know, a lot. And then in every industry where people just, you know, they, they reach a little too far and, um, and, and I'm, I'm just very cognizant of that, that I want to, you know, take care of what we have. And then if, if in the future we, we have an opportunity to, to expand our, um, our customer base and, and the, the area, the geographic area we serve, then, then we'll take it at that time. But we just want to make sure that, um, we're, we're doing the best job possible for our current customers first. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, to, to kind of, go back a little bit because I just this came to me and I wanted to make sure I ask it is that um, when you're dealing with like employees and doing all of this fireworks are fairly dangerous so is there a lot of concern for safety or insurances or different kinds of um, matters like that absolutely um insurance um is a a huge part of our business and and uh, something we focus on providing the best insurance for our our customers and um and cover and coverage for our employees and you know it definitely is is something where um there there is an element of risk but uh we we've been very very fortunate that we have an impeccable safety record and if and if safety protocols are adhered to um the, the risk is, is very, very minimal. Okay. So it, it's, it seems a lot more dangerous because you've seen, you know, your uncle Ted or, you know, at home <laughs> doing ridiculous things, <laughs> fire and Roman candles at each other. But when you're talking about on your level, it's, it's going to be quite a bit different. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So nobody's taking large mortars and go ahead and, you know, firing them at each other under your watch. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Well, good. That's what I I, I was making sure because, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to be able to basically play with fireworks, but it's, it's a lot more than that when you're talking about it on a professional level. Yeah, there's the safety element and there's also the element that a lot of these communities have fundraised for oftentimes 12 months to put on this display. And so that's one thing we really try to uh, impart on our pyrotechnicians is that they're, this isn't going out and playing with fireworks or, or doing what you want to do. This is, you know, honoring our customers and, and, um, and their fundraising goals and putting on the best and most professional display that, um, that, that we can. And, and, uh, it's quite a departure from, from some of the backyard stuff that goes on. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I, I can imagine as much. Okay, so we've kind of gone through um, the different things about your company and being a pyrotechnician and kind of how that all works in this unique type industry. I've just got a few more questions for you. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I I don't I really don't remember. Um, <laughs> I, I, I you know I I've I always obviously had an interest in the business and and felt like someday that I would you know be in, involved in in ownership and management of this business or or something else. I've always also always kind of had an aptitude for. Um, the law and understanding legal documents and that sort of thing. And I guess if I, if I was to do something that was other than this, if, if I would have been more disciplined, I probably would have, uh, I probably would have gone into, um, gone into the law field. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically fireworks have been in your blood forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And, so what is the best piece of advice you've received about business? Try, I'm trying to think there's been, there's been so many. <laughs> um, I think I've learned from, from so many people in, in our family and in my previous um, job is the, the respect and the appreciation for both your customers and your employees. And it really doesn't matter what industry you're in that without either of those two groups, you don't, you don't have a business and to always, always value and treat both those entities with, with huge respect. And that's something that I feel really committed to, to doing. Okay. And so since you are in the unique position of having a um, family business that you have taken over, what's something you would tell somebody who's trying to decide whether they want to take on something similarly? You know, I, I think the more that it, it's very difficult to, to separate family and business. And there's always, you know, there's always emotions and inner workings of family relationships. I would say that um, the more you can have disinterested professional third parties involved to facilitate decisions and transitions, that that's, that's huge. Because sometimes having that you know, even in the most civil conversations, having that moderator and having somebody that can um, offer professional advice and maybe kind of step in and, and bring it back to a, a business conversation, I think is, the, is imperative. And the, even in the most functional of families, it's, it's really difficult to make that distinction. And, and I think oftentimes having those professionals involved is, won't just, won't just benefit your business, but it'll ultimately benefit your family relationships too. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like what I need at my family holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, what is one thing you would say to somebody who's currently discouraged in their job, who's looking for something they love? I would tell them not to give up. You know, I think that there's, I think two things. One, not to give up and to really search within yourself to what, what 
your passion is and what you enjoy and figure out a way if possible to turn that in, in into a vocation and and I guess the other piece of of advice I'd give that I wish I would have given myself maybe 20 years ago is every job is going to have its struggles and its downsides. And sometimes um, maybe looking at it differently and appreciating the good things about what you're currently doing, um, there maybe is a place to start. And then, <laughs> and then if you just can't get there, then, you know, then really try to follow your bliss. But I think at different points in my career, uh, if I look back now with hindsight, um, there were there were really cool things going on that I didn't fully appreciate because I was so you know mired in in some other negative element of the job. So sometimes the grass isn't always greener, and and um, and I think that that'd be my main piece of advice. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, thank you very much, Heather, for coming on with me today. Oh, thank you. This was a, a real pleasure. If you like this episode or you're looking to change your career, go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week.